This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, so we need to wrap this up quickly because we're running out of time. Logical Solutions banned. What? Drama alert. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely drama there. Welcome to Scout Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a continuing focus on development of the game, passionate analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church, I'm one of your hosts. I do uh, video editing for a Tarkov YouTuber named Airwing Marine. I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber creating videos to hopefully help you guys get better at the game. And welcome back to the show, Mr. Church, as always. I hope you've had a good week. How's it been going for you? Uh, great, man. It's been going great, actually. Lots of exciting news to talk about this week. Lots of exciting news, definitely. For those who are, uh, who are watching on, on YouTube or, or live or whatever, I, I noticed that Church has got a really, you know, <laughs> up in his game with his setup. It's, uh, it's looking pretty nice. You know, decent lighting and that kind of thing. Like, um, yeah, I appreciate. I saw you, you, you changed locations. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna change locations as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where you are doesn't matter. It's what's in the background. It was, it was actually kind of embarrassing looking back because I didn't realize I had a bunch of like, you, I don't know if you can see, but there's all of these mouse here that are displayed nicely, and beforehand they were just like that second shelf from the top, they were just laid out all in like cables, shells, everything from just where I like was tinkering and like never put everything back away properly. So I was like, yeah, it's about time I did something with that. It had character. It had character. <laughs> That's the way you could put it. But yeah, man, it's been, uh, it's been an exciting week. I mean, before we dive into the changes, have you, have you played much this week? Have you been, or you've just been kind of like looking for the sidelines with the popcorn? It's just at the size of my point. I mean, I played today, you know, before we started this recording. And um yeah, it's oh, man. Yeah, so let's can we just dive right in? Because there's so much to talk Absolutely. about. Here. Let's, so let's dive right in. The big the big news, right? Patch 12.11.5.146, whatever. Okay, optimization patch, right? This was so amazing, dude. When I booted up the game. It loaded it like it took the same amount of time to load the game, I thought, but it's, it felt good. And then the hideout just felt flawless, like the best it's ever been. Okay, so I'm like, okay, you know, this, this is looking pretty good. I load into the game. Maybe it's a placebo effect, I don't know, but I feel like I'm getting an extra 10 to 20% frames and like performance, which is like, whoa, that's actually really big because Starcom can be struggling sometimes, you know. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. So yeah, I, I managed to actually fit in like you know a couple of raids this week. So um, it's it's interesting because it was kind of like straddling either sides of the patch. I think I had the same experience as you. I mean, the hideout changes like this is a funny one, right? Because like this patch was probably the one that people were least hyped about, and it was on like the yeah. roadmap. And he's just like, yeah, we'll just make his optimizations and stuff. And they do that in the past, and you know nothing really changes too much. But some of the things um, within this one, I think, are really exciting for the future, as well as yeah, just going into into the hideout, being able to use it 
flawlessly i think mm. it's because it's slowly been progressively getting worse and we've kind of got used to it you know i posted up like a fix that somebody had put on reddit where you put in ta- you press tab and then you press the you know the button to then send your items to the hideout and then it works if it's like all these like little fixes and to not have to do any of that stuff and just have everything just like go in straight away i mean it sounds so basic but you know when you're kind of um i don't know like a, a sort of economic kind of player like me the hideout's really important right and, yeah you know i use it a lot and um it's just like it feels so good to be able to use it properly it feels honestly awesome and just to like even things like flicking around between the traders like clicking on buttons like them just responding properly and stuff it just feels so good it's like that quality of life thing which usually like back in the day i know that things have changed these days but like Mm -hmm. back in the day when starcraft 2 for example released right and it was that quality that you used to attribute towards like all blizzard games when they were still standalone i know it's a bit different these days but you know it's just like you'd like navigate through the menus and everything everything was like super responsive like max frame rate like everything mm-hmm, just felt mm-hmm. lovely it's kind of like along those same lines you know it feels it just feels bad when stuff even just like basic stuff isn't isn't working so to be able to just like yeah navigate through and, and do all of that is like super super good in game it has felt pretty decent the, the one map which still seems a bit of an issue for me is reserve. I don't know. Like, it's still okay. probably a bit under, 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 um, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting the word now. Um, Optimize. I don't think they've really optimized it very well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I still think there's some room for improvement on that, but everything else feels great. I mean, I was playing, I played a bit of woods, um, and some shoreline and everything was just like really, really, really nice. It felt great. Uh, everything was just, really smooth you know no stuttery weird bugs or anything so yeah in general i would say the overall feeling of things is pretty it's pretty neat and i overlooked this patch for the same reasons everyone else did with yeah. not really big any content but the value of that just makes it just makes it the game so much more enjoyable to play yeah for sure like one of my biggest gripes with like the hideout bug was that you collect you know 200 rounds of bp or whatever and you cannot alt tab you couldn't do anything. You just had to sit there and deal with it. It's just like, oh, you know, it's killer. like it would be as bad if I could alt tab. And it's interesting yeah. too. You said you played reserve and you felt like the performance was the same. And that was one map I was thinking of. I should have tried because I play like customs and interchange, and I and I felt like I noticed that the most on interchange was just like the frames felt higher. I didn't actually have the numbers up, but I would, I would like to do some testing because one of the things that I have with my system, I don't know if you have this with your system, but typically I get like hmm, sort of like micro stutters at certain points. And I've sort of just assumed and usually it tends to be the case, but I don't know. Either way, I sort of assumed that scav spawning in the raid and I could, that was sort of like my... <laughs> you know it's like a it's like a disadvantage and advantage and all in one thing so um but i didn't feel any of that in the interchange raids so the, i don't know that's I, really good i would love to crunch the numbers and um check it yeah, out yeah it'd be interesting to go and see because like i did a bit of um because funny thing actually these days i don't know whether they've been changing some stuff but i know when i play offline because i do i do a reasonable mm-hmm. amount of offline just for like testing and like that kind of stuff yeah um and some some recording of like specific situations that are just kind of annoying and i know like factory's always been a high fps map anyway sure um but the same with and 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 usually the same with labs too mm-hmm. but both of them i don't know something felt just like better except for when scavs are spawning in which is something that i guess when you're running it offline your whole your pc has to deal with the whole thing yeah yeah and so there are there are things that are probably unoptimized for that because usually it'd be on the server to deal with that kind of stuff and not your pc so that stuff can be unoptimized in the client because in the regular game it's not um 
not not a problem um so but other, other than that like yeah it, it felt good it's just reserve is the one that's always a bit of a problem for me because it tends to be it's, it's fine it's honestly not that bad it's mm-hmm. it's fine but you know i've got a pretty decent rig like my cpu is probably not as you know as good as it could be um i've like i've got a ryzen 5 um which is which is fine and a, a third and a uh 3070 gpu mm-hmm. and it does drop below 60 sometimes yeah. when i'm when i'm ads with the picture in picture scopes yeah it, it it does and it always has and it's not unplayable by any means but like you know when it's happening because you can feel it yeah in the, in the way the game plays and that isn't happening on any other map now and i used to get that on some other maps as well and especially woods actually it used to happen on woods to me mm. and it doesn't seem to happen anymore which is really neat and it never used to happen on customs never used to happen on factory labs was always good but i don't really play that much labs um so yeah it's i, I feel like it's good but it'd be good to have a look at the numbers and see kind of like what the actual fps's are for yeah. different people's machines and stuff um because yeah i was i was really interested to see what would happen which i guess we can jump into the next thing which is like kind of a big change and it's also to do with optimization is the shadows thing for enforced shadows yeah um, up to how far is it um 500 meters, meters. Is it or something? you now cannot opt out of shadows up to 500 meters because i assume bsg assumed it was oh figured that it was too much of an advantage to be able to turn them off because it did make things a lot easier to spot people at right. range and so now you can't have them off at all you can still change the different qualities of shadows. Yeah. Um, and I think some people were talking about this in the Discord, but the same thing happened to me. I'm not sure whether I replied to them or not. But yeah, when you're looking at like longer distances, there are some weirdnesses with the shadows. Oh. Um, and you know, I've got them on like decent quality as well. And they are they are quite flickery at really shallow angles, far away in areas, especially grassy, like kind of grassy, yeah, leafy, yeah. that kind of those kind of textures. It's um it's a little bit like flickery in the distance, but Hmm. otherwise it's not been it's not been too bad it's okay it's 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 okay it's okay i don't know what your experience has been with, with these new shadows i forgot about that i didn't really check so i need i need okay. to investigate yeah fine because i noticed it specifically on then it's because i've been i was playing woods it's because i was playing woods um mm-hmm. so that's kind of why i noticed yeah like the, the maps i've been playing it's been like you, everybody knows who's been listening you routine like regularly that I've been like absolutely insanely busy with like moves and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so like, I've actually probably had some time and I was like, I just don't feel necessarily like going in and just like rushing in like full Chad factory, you know, that, that, yeah. that gig is gone kind of like last wipe. <laughs> so I was like, but yeah, been running some like, you know, chill areas, like go back to some customs, do yeah. like the really familiar stuff. Um, just to, I just wasn't really in the mood for just getting mauled by people. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I ended up doing, you know, a few quests on woods and that kind of stuff. But um, that's probably where you see the most impact from from those kind of shadows and things. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. I like it. Um, I, I do like it. But yeah, there's a ton of other stuff. Um, was there anything else in like the actual optimizations that you wanted to discuss before we talk about some of the other changes? Um, I Oh, so there was a couple of things that they kind of went under radar. So the AI, have you noticed any AI changes? Because I feel like the AI is, I don't want to say completely different, but something's different, you know? I don't know whether I'd noticed previously, like whether this was in, but I just hadn't spotted it. But a gripe that I'd always had about AI for the longest of times, Mm -hmm. and I haven't really been doing that much, like I just haven't really hunted scavs that much. I don't know, I've just not been doing those quests or, or whatever but like hunting scavs sh- and shooting at them they will like completely like evacuate the area leave and go and find cover 
Now, I don't know whether they've been doing this for ages, but there does seem to be some changes that have happened to the AI and the way that they respond yeah. and the way that they, the way that they fight you. And they, they seem a bit, they just seem a bit smarter to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, so the, the line I have written here in the notes that was quoted is increase the complexity of AI driven unit behavior. And I've, yeah, it does seem like they do flanks and, or they, if somehow they, can inform where you are it'll just like in some cases i have one of factory just like aggressively charge to a certain location um i think he was like the yeah. the floor below me but he just was like sort of like charging at me after i don't know it's just it, the everything they just feel different i've even had them like prone drop shot and they didn't yell at me like that was a new one um it, yeah something it's definitely some changes and it's, it's i've always sort of felt like the AI could have been improved upon a bit more. Um, AI is a really hard thing to do well, to be fair. But uh, so this is exactly. all good stuff. This is all good stuff. Yeah, sure. I mean, chat's saying like there's a new AI platform. I'm actually going to just read what it says on the notes, which is yeah. the AI of all scouts, raiders, bosses have been moved to a new technology platform that will allow us to expand and increase the complexity of AI-driven unit behavior and also increase the number of scouts in a single raid in the future. Now, when I read this, I assumed it just meant, right, we've just ported everything across Here's the new base. We've kind of like, I don't know, streamlined stuff. Because the problem mm -hmm. is, right, when you're building code and, and that kind of thing, stuff just layers on top of itself. So sometimes yeah. you need to rebuild everything from the ground up and put everything in the right place. So I, I kind of assumed that that's what they'd done. I didn't know Interesting. or read into it that they'd actually made any actual changes. But it does seem like something has changed when they've yeah. done this. And it seems better. I mean, when, when they say allow us to expand and increase the complexity of AI-driven unit behavior, maybe that means starting like, today um which is which is cool and yeah i think we're seeing it so it's good but yeah to be able to increase the number of scavs in single raid that kind of makes sense right because my pc stutters loading them in you know <laughs> but when that's handed off to the server that inf that work has to be done somewhere it's not by me but yeah know, if you have too many we know that that's been an issue in the past um so uh, yeah i'm excited it's, it's good i think this is only can only be a good thing like more variety of scab behavior is is always good and um it always used to be a huge bugbear of mine that yeah when you shot at them they'd just like wander around and just like not really do much whereas now do you shoot and miss like they run away it's actually kind of annoying because they like hide behind rocks and stuff they like try to predict where you are and like go yeah. the other side of rocks you have to then go and find them and like go go flank right wide and you know that kind of thing and i was playing woods is kind of irritating because you have to like go right up to them sometimes to go and, and find them so that's good it's good it's a good game I have to play, uh, pay much more attention because one of the classic scavs thing is like they hear you and they like path towards you and like they're not necessarily, they're probably, usually they're not looking at you, they're like pathing towards you if they're back <laughs> facing you and you're just holding the angle and you're like, uh, okay, pop. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, what? Yeah. So I have to see if any of that behavior is, is still in the game. But um, yeah. the other thing that caught my eye was, um, I'm going to read the, the line that I took down. Redesign the quest system engine will f facilitate the creation of more diverse and engaging quest, quest mechanics in the future. Um, that's also interesting. So they redesigned the quest engine. So did they write this whole new, did they say, okay, guys, we're going to take this outdated thing and rewrite and create a whole new chain? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's, I guess seems... they must have done, right? But there were things that you could see about the old quest engine, which were like clearly not very good. Like, they add a new gun to the game and it has a suppressor yeah, on it. That's and then true. it doesn't work for the various quests, right? That that kind of stuff, just like 
that indicates it's not been coded in like a scalable way right um it's like they gotta so go I'm, down to the suppressor yeah and then add exactly. in quests you know add yeah. it manually okay yeah. in, in every quest where there's a suppressor you have to manually go and add yes, in, in, exactly. in each box you know that kind of thing and there's there's ways that you can do do that in a better way and i'm hoping that that's what they mean by this um huh. which yeah would be quite cool and like the creation of more diverse quests as well is is neat i mean anyone's guess as to what that actually means but you know, I'd like there's certain quests which we don't even see in the game right now, which is you know hold certain areas for certain amounts of time and stuff like that, which we, we don't have. And there's I'm sure there's lots of inventive quests that they could come up with, but a lot of the quests kind of a, of the same format. And yeah, that they're not too bad kind of on their own. Yeah, when you've done them three, four, five wipes in a row, then they do start to get a bit tedious. But yeah, it'd be nice to get a little you know more variety. And I think hopefully they'll be able to test that kind of stuff with like daily quests where it matters a little bit less. Yeah, or weekly quests. Um, and pop those in and that's i hope that's kind of what they're going for with this i think so i think so i mean a couple i think we talked about it in one of our podcasts but they did do um suggestions for uh, they were taking ideas from the community for like daily weekly monthly quest um so it's all it's all it's all ramping up Giga. it's all exciting it is um it definitely is there is a, I mean, there's, there's so much to talk about. There's the other one, some more quality of life is mechanic check mark for like his gunsmith quest. So like when you, I guess when you build a gun somewhere, there's like a UI that tells you that. I hey, so, this... Yeah, I was less, I was like, well, you know, you just go to his quest and if it doesn't let you turn it in, then that's that. I don't know. I'm not sure if that, how much that adds, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. nice. You know, it's nice to have nice thing to have. If it was inside the, building menu like the the preset menu then that'd be really nice because then we have to like back 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 click 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 oh it's wrong back 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 click 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 you know but uh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so i don't know i don't know where that actually is to be honest because i think most of us have, yeah well, most of us have all finished them so it's you need to have to like start on a new account to go and have mm -hmm, a look at that mm -hmm. um i know you were thinking about that but we can talk about that later um yeah you can go and you can go and test that out uh, what are they, like honestly there was like there was so there were so many things oh yes a very 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 big one um the fire rate cap yeah you're just have you played about with this. it at all i just did you try it just try the svd and it's so hard to remember not to click as fast as you possibly can <laughs> it's actually yeah, so, like, that's the thing it it only seems to matter if you click like literally as fast as you can um I'm not much of a semi-auto user, really. Like, I, I do sometimes, and I tend to more towards the end of the white when M61's kind of the thing. But otherwise, I'm I'm usually a full auto guy. So yeah, I'm not super well-versed in, you know, in the, the full-on, like, close combat spam fire. But I did try it out in the hideout. Um, I had a little go with it. You Like, I can hit the cap if I'm going pretty quick, but I don't think it matters that much i think there's a lot more outcry about it than um, i mean maybe this is like this is coming from someone who doesn't use them that often so maybe um maybe mm -hmm. i'm a little wrong on this i don't know maybe people who are using an you know, m1a and that kind of stuff all the time maybe they really do feel it but for me personally it does feel like you know i think it's what 450 rpm or something which is like it's pretty quick like you're only talking 200 rpm less than the ak akm that is yeah um, it's not it's not that it's not that slow but I could, yeah, I could hit it in the hideout, but like how accurate you'd be firing it that fast, unless you're like top level player, I'm, I'm not sure exactly. 
Um, I mean, some people made the point that you actually make macros more powerful I've seen by this. putting the cap on like that because you can set your macro to 450 exactly and be firing at like max rate, whereas like somebody who's not using it is like an inherent disadvantage, which I sort of like, yeah, fine, maybe. Um, I, I think like what would be kind of cool is if they did like, Oh, I don't know whether that's actually cool or not. I don't know. But you could make it like 480 to like 520 or something. And the delay, the, like the, the delay between you being able to press the next one is like kind of random. You'd never notice as a person who's using it that's properly. That's interesting. But if you were like trying to write a script, you wouldn't be able to because it's um, got like right. a randomized timing on it, which is like very slightly different, but it would like mess up a, a macro. Or I guess you'd have to put it at the minimum. And then hopefully they wouldn't. I mean, this, this um, we'll probably talk about this a bit later, but then they wouldn't popularize what that min is. And so, I mean, I guess you could, you could, test it I, I guess and like find out but it'd be a bit more tricky here's kind of like my thought behind it is let's say there was no cap on the rate of fires like it was just however fast you could click and then someone wrote a macro and the macro was like 0.001 ms you know and it was just like then the like the gap between the you know the average fastest clicker versus like the macro like that's a huge gap you know what I mean and then previously we were at like I think nine hundred was like the 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 maximum you could fire I want to say, um, so that was like kind of a gap. And so what they did is they were just like okay we're just gonna lower the gap to like four fifty. So now it's yeah. like you know it, it's the gap's pretty small. Now you could, of course you could still make the argument the person's still gonna macro because he can just always have that consistent rate of fire. I'm just I'm merely just saying that at least the gap's not massive, you know what I mean? And um yeah, I don't know. It's it's an unfortunate thing because a lot of like hardware companies directly like kind of like contribute to this problem where they just like build their hardware with like either um onboard drivers and and whatnot yeah. that has like these features. So it's kind of like you can't really detect it because it's it's soft it's not software it's hardware driven so it's kind of a issue and then you have to like sort of gamify it's like okay well if they're going like i was thinking like maybe you say like okay if 10 times in a row you fire at 0.45 ms then we know you're macroing so then something happens you know i don't know but it gun blows up no i don't know <laughs> yeah you get a jam guaranteed every time <laughs> like i don't know but then people can fi eventually they'll figure it out it's like just another hoop yeah. to jump through like it's just a never-ending game exactly but. i mean the, the bigger question if we're just like taking a step back is like i mean maybe maybe i'm surprised at people's like willingness to do this stuff like how many people are actually macroing their semi-auto weapons anyway like like really is it really that many people i don't know maybe i'd be maybe i'm you know taking um Maybe I'm giving people too much credit. I don't know. But just like, are, are that many people like bothered enough to actually macro their semi? Like, I'm not sure. Like, it's just it, not something that ever even occurred to me. Like, I just, would I even be bothered to do it? Like, is that going to give me that much of an advantage? I, I, I just don't know, really. Um. Yeah, I guess it depends on who you are and your sort of moral yeah. stance on it. You know, I I've I never liked it. I've always thought it was, it's just, yeah, illegitimate. This is kind of the thing I would say, but um, yeah, yeah. If oh, I, okay, I'll yeah. say this on the subject. There is a video by Chippewaba. I'm saying his name right. Um, and he showed where he took an old build of the game and then a new build and com 
compare the fire rates. And the thing that he pointed out was because of Tarkarov's recoil system, since you're not reaching the cap, like the max rate of fire that used to be 900, you're getting more recoil. Um, because for whatever reason, how Tarkov works, the faster you fire the gun, the quicker the you reach that point of your PMC automatically adjusting for recoil. Like I don't know, there's some I don't really understand. There's some weird Tarkov code going on. Um, but it is sort of like he showed it with the Sega shotgun, and I was like, wow, that's kind of a big difference. So there's there's kind of a more you have to fight more recoil, which is like it feels like a double nerf. You know, it's like not only is there less rate of fire, now there's like more recoil. So I can see that, yeah. I mean I've never done any testing on it myself, but you can imagine or I can at least imagine how that system works. If you if you think of I mean I'm just speculating, but if you think of, you know, your gun in the default position, you're just at zero. Right. And then you start to as you fire, and if you fire in full auto, then who knows whether this is the way it works or not, actually. But it sounds like it might. So each round that you fire, let's just give, like, I don't know, we'll say you've got a a recoil number, I guess, mm-hmm. which builds up each time you, you fire. And, mm-hmm. and that's that gives you a number from, like, 0 to 100 or something. And when you reach 100 recoil, you know, your gun goes from, like, 100, 99, 98, 99, and then you fire another one, and it goes 100, 98, da, 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 da. And that's the, the point at which you've got this kind of, like, sustained rate of fire. But going from zero to a hundred isn't just like up, right? It's like it goes up, and then you go over the hump once you get to about like fifty or sixty recoil points in this hypothetical scenario, and you get over the hump, and then it comes back down to kind of the central area. So what you're talking about is like if every time because you can't actually fire fast enough, you only go from zero to fifty, which is the the vertical up section. Yes, you don't yes. end up going over the hump down into the second bit because, like, yeah, if you fire the the vector or an M4 or whatever it is, and you just hold the button down. The gun jumps up, then comes down, and then stabilizes, and is just in that like permanent position until you stop firing right. now, which is like this hundred recoil in this thing. So I can I can see that actually working. And as you're saying that if even in semi, because I never actually tested this myself, like even in semi, if you fire fast enough, you can go through that cycle as well and end up into the the end zone where no matter how much you fire, the gun just stays in the same place. But if you're limited on fire rate, now you can't get into that end zone because the gun resets too quickly, and so now you're stuck with the terrible burst fire style thing which is i think probably one of the most controversial things about the recoil system is that burst fire is like appalling in Tarkov, which yeah. is like completely counter to like the way that people fire weapons in, in the real world so anyway yeah. that's, that's a whole that's a whole other that's a whole other thing but yeah i can see that i can see that happening i've never tested myself but i can see why that would work that way yeah for sure i've, I've always sort of noticed it but i'm kind of torn sometimes i do tap for the just the, the what feels like lower recoil uh, but then sometimes it's just like it just feels like full autoing is the best like yeah i'm gonna like maybe i hit the first bullet maybe the next five miss but then that gun's gonna settle and then it's just like you know he's gonna get beamed eventually i don't know we'll, yeah. we'll have to see I think that's the thing it's just like when you're when you're firing when you're like tap firing you're firing at like a really low fire rate and mm-hmm. so what you're really doing is you're just ensuring that the target doesn't like leave your side picture exactly so you fire once and yeah you get a lot of recoil relative for but it's only for one round and then you wait for right. the sight to come back and then you fire again and again and again whereas if you fired full auto at like distance yeah eventually it'll settle but to begin with the gun will go right up like this yeah. and then come back to the middle by that point like you've no idea where you're shooting if you're looking over you know 200 meters or something um and so that's kind of when 
where I, I see the difference personally. So yeah, you do have more recoil on that single, but um, you just can't full auto over massive distances unless you're using the 28 recoil M4, <laughs> which is a real beauty. And uh, the last thing that I put out, but you know, that was, uh, it's fun. It's fun to see those like low levels of recoil still, still around in the game. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, semi-auto capped and yeah. effectively nerfed, I suppose. So that was the patch that happened. What was that like Monday or Tuesday or I, I can't even remember. Um, but then there was a, a hot fix just yesterday, which would be Thursday, where they fixed the Taz, the, the KS23, because that was originally in the notes like, hey, we fixed, yeah, they fixed it. Yeah. And then it's like, then, uh, yeah. we fixed it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I haven't tested, but uh, you know we might have to we have to get a little little crazy on some kneecaps. You know what I'm saying? Uh, getting the radicomes or reserve. Uh, so the other thing they fixed was the ergonomic stats. So uh, there was someone pointed this out to me. I really wasn't aware of this, but you could go into a raid, have the mag, the sixty round drum mag, out like unloaded from your PMC. So in the menu, you would have it unloaded, and then when you go on a raid, tap reload, and all of a sudden you have a gun that doesn't have that huge ergo penalty it was like a way to circumvent the system and it applied for like yeah. silencers like all these attachments <laughs> people could have like pretty high ergo guns but just at the start of the raid you just had to like you know put your gun together basically yeah somebody pointed this out to me actually on that video that i just mentioned because oh, yeah. at the beginning i kind of put together all sorts of like stupid stuff on it to try and get like the highest ergo possible so we ended up with this this like complete mongrel of a weapon right which is <laughs> you know it's like 28 recoil but like 40 something i think it was like 42 ergo or, or something mm-hmm. like that which, like all the stuff on it because it's got like the little like flip up sights and we yeah. put like the f- the 10 round magazine in it and that kind of thing and someone was just like yeah if you stick that 10 round magazine in at the beginning it has plus five ergo you then take that out and put the 60 in you're like net positive like oh. 21 ergonomics or something like it's insane because you actually get more ergo from having the round the mag in for the 10 rounder so you Is can like make it even you can boost it even more yeah um but yeah i was actually thinking about doing like doing something maybe not a full thing but i was thinking about doing something short on it maybe just on twitter or whatever and then like it got changed in the patch okay um and so that was like even even very recently people were talking about it to me as well and it's not something that like i'd, I'd seen it before but i'd mm-hmm. kind of forgotten about it and not re- really investigated because ergonomics changes are like i've had a look at some of this stuff previously and the ergonomics and like weight changes stuff is like notoriously difficult to actually get the information for at least i find it very difficult to do because you know you have to go into raid with the stuff change the stuff but account right. for the fact that the gun weighs more as well so it's like oh but you know is it is it this? Is it that? Is it the other? Like, it's really difficult. And then yeah. you've got them all like, because to actually measure the ergonomic change on ADS, because that's really the only thing that matters, right? Like, yeah, you've got a bit of like sound and other stuff, but like the ADS speed is mostly what people are talking about with, with respect to ergonomics. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how, how much does this actually matter? And now I'm there in Premiere Pro going frame by frame, yeah. counting the frames, you know, and like dividing it by 60 because it's like <laughs> 60 hertz and all this stuff. Like, it's, honestly, it takes it takes forever mm-hmm. um, to, to look at that stuff, so which is probably why I never really bothered. But yeah, it's, it's good that it's been fixed because if that was a thing, as you say, you know, you go into the raid, you've got some like shell of a gun with like a 10 round mag, some horrible stock on it, but you just insure it and you throw it in a bush at the start and put your proper stock on, click on the, <laughs> you know, the suppressor, 60 rounder goes in, you know, all this. And you've got like the equivalent of like an 80 ergo gun with like, you know, minus 40 
it's worth of ergo attached to it. You're just running around like Rambo. Um, so I'm glad I'm glad they fixed that before. Yeah. Either I sent myself crazy trying to look at all the changes and or people using it too much. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else? What else? What else? Anything else? Yeah, so some other bits and pieces about... Duh, duh, duh. Oh, they added the ability to change weapon fire modes by rotation. So if you've got like a gun with like single and burst and full, you can now go the other way. So when you load into Raid with the Vector, you don't have to go from single to burst, then to auto. You can just go like the other way around the loop and go like single to auto straight away and then burst and then single. Does that really matter? No, not really. But... I've seen a few posts on, on this on Twitter, and it's something that I've spoken about in my hotkeys video, and this is actually important, is that if you keep the keys the way they are now, your change fire mode will be delayed. I know like like Bellion and a few other people put this out, because I think one's like, is it like B, the, the, the default? B. I think it's B default. And I think like either Alt-B or Control-B is yeah. like to go the other way. The problem with any of, the, any of these times you've got like keys that are like mapped twice or one with a, with a modifier on it, like you have to the game has to like wait to decide or is it like double b or something i can't i can't remember but basically if, if you've got like a key that's mapped twice especially the ones that are double presses maybe it's a double press it's one. a double press um yeah if you've got a double press on the game has to wait to see whether you pressed it twice right. because how would it know whether you want to go forwards or backwards if it's one single b and one's double b without waiting to know whether you've done double b before and i've i talked about this in in this the hockey's video because of the reload and having reload and fast reload, one yeah. on R and one on double R means that your auto, your normal reload is always slow because it's waiting for that second R. Mm-hmm. So you either like rebind it away or like make it a completely different key. So if you want to keep it, you can just put it as a different key or just completely unbind it like I did because I just don't think it makes a huge difference. Um, but that's the same thing for this because they've added this extra option. Everyone's like fire mode change button is now slow because it's waiting for this like double press. Um, so I, I just thought that was that was actually more interesting for people to note than the change itself, because yeah. if people are thinking that their fire mode, fire mode thing is now lagging, that's the reason. <laughs> On the notes of keybinds and such and, and reloads, I I can't remember who, but someone made a good point in a video somewhere, and I set my reload, sorry, my tactical reload, I guess emergency reload to R. And then I have a modifier key and R for like the regular reload. And the thought process is like, if you ever panic and reload, you're getting the fastest reload possible. Um, There's a little little trick for you fellow gamers out there, you know? Yeah, see, because that that makes that makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. And when I but when I did some various bits of testing it seems to depend on the weapon actually and i've not done this like in depth i thought so it does seem to depend on the weapon um but something like the mdr like the difference between the the fast reload and the normal reload was like so small Mm. that i just maybe it makes maybe it makes a difference on some guns i don't know but to me it just didn't even seem worth like bothering with and like the number of times when i'm in like a crazy panic situation where i have to press like normal r and dropping the mag on the floor like i hate going to pick the mag up like honestly it sucks <laughs> yeah. um and the number of times they just like drop underneath like newspapers and stuff in fact and you can't find them and that kind of thing um it's like i just don't want to have to deal with that you know yeah, and like yeah. to have it on a modifier key for me like 99.9 percent of the time 
for like the 0.01% of the time where I need to like press R like quickly because I'm going to get like you know 10 milliseconds extra speed or something I don't know it just it just didn't seem worth it like it, it makes total sense what you're saying and like different people have different opinions on it because I said something s- similar in in my thing and I had some people in the comments being like well I do this and it's really helped me you know in certain situations like I won fights I shouldn't have and stuff and I'm like okay fair enough but it's just like I think it depends. Yeah, maybe maybe I need to look at it a little bit more actually, and like see which which weapons have a faster reload than others if they do or don't. Because I don't actually know for sure. But yeah, with the MDR, which is what I was using for that testing, just because I kind of had it to hand, um, it didn't make really any difference. It was like very very limited. It was like fifteen milliseconds or something, which was like so. It's like so small. I just didn't see. I didn't feel like it was worth like crawling around trying to find magazines. Um, and I'm not a prolific mag bringer either. I think, which I think might be part of it. Like if you're a guy that brings in like six mags of stuff, then like it matters a bit less, but I'm kind of just like a, Ooh, shall I bring a fourth mag? Oh, I don't know. Kind of player. And so it's like, you know, to lose one of those on the floor, I'm like, Oh God, now I've only got two mags. Now I really am shafted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I have like a s- similar thing where the other day I was like, I'm going to change all my keybinds, And I was like, my thought process was I'm going to keep all the aiming related stuff to the mouse and all the movement and operations on the keyboard. Um, so I was like, but I need a modifier key that can, that I can do. That's not control and alt, you know, cause it's just like, sometimes yeah. those are not. So I did space. And I was like, well, now I got to change space to, to, you know, jump to something rather. And I was like, well, I'll change control. And, and so I went down this rabbit hole and I just kept forgetting my, what my jump button was, dude. It was just like, and then I was like, <laughs> oh God, how do I change my scope again? You know, it's not my, it's yeah. not my mouse side button. What is it? You know, it's just like, and I was just like, you know what? I'm reset. I'm going back to default and I'm changing it back to, cause it's just like the learning curve. Like maybe if I stuck yeah. with it, maybe it would have been like some new optimal supreme setup you know but just that learning curve that hurdle i just like oh i can't be bothered this was such a bad idea church why did you do this to yourself it's it's hard it is hard changing those kind of things like i've changed a couple of things when they were like really annoying me but yeah changing like so much about the setup like i tried the alternate like q and e lean keys Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that you know e E leans left and q leans right and like i tried that for a bit and it was it just didn't really work for like, me. Like uh, it was okay. I was like, maybe if I stick with it, maybe it'll be good. But like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's tricky. Like, in some ways, it's like even if your setup's like slightly suboptimal, unless you're really, unless you're really like dedicated to like making that work over, you know, a couple of weeks or something, mm-hmm. then it's just like it's, it may not. It might just may not be worth it. Right? You're gonna play yeah. better with the keys that you know. I think partly it's like, it's not even just like the Tarkov keys. It's like my keys originally are based on like the PUBG keys, which mm. were based on, you know, Call of Duty, like Modern Warfare 1 keys and stuff. So it's like, you yeah. know, oh, well, I've gone from that to the to PUBG. Oh, well, I'll have to add like, you know, item and this and that and whatever. And then like go to Tarkov, oh, now I've got to add the scroll wheel and all sorts of stuff to get make all this stuff work. But like the fundamental base of it is like something else. So I've been using it for years and years and years and years. And once you've created that like rut in your brain, you know, and that groove, yeah. very hard to like move so that off. Hard. I think it gets harder and harder. And, you know, as you get older, as you start getting older <laughs> and older, it gets harder and harder to change, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, see all do you see all the, the zoomers going around and they can you know, have what a key whatever keys they like but it's not for the likes of us uh feels feels old man feels old indeed so, anyway 
Now that we're done that talking being... about keybinds. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, was there anything else exciting from the patches, or should we move on? I'm sure we're missing something, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, it stopped Tegilla getting stuck in the toilet. <laughs> That's important. I absolutely adored that change. Uh, I had to look up what a cistern was because I was like, I think it's like a big cylinder, you know, cauldron where they pour like chemicals in a factory. But I was like, I don't know. Like, what what was he getting stuck inside of? And of course, it basically was that. Uh, that yeah, is hilarious. And that explains why people were like, God, I've played 20 factory raids and I can't find Killa for the or Tagilla for the stupid quest I'm on. And I was like, now that makes sense. <laughs> Oh, he was on the toilet. It makes sense now. <laughs> okay, fine. Yes, yeah, so that was that was probably the best for me. That was probably the best update, the best bug fix. I just love it. So there's always something funny. I don't know. There's yeah. always seems to be something funny in there. Um, right. So we had a couple of yeah, go ahead. things that have happened this week. I don't know. Like, where, <laughs> I don't know where you want to start. I don't know. Maybe we talk about Twitch Rivals quickly. Um, yeah, let's did do you it. see any of? Did you see any of Rivals? Did you watch any of it? Like, no, I find it a bit tricky to watch all of it in any way. Um, but I did watch some. I watched some of the EU games. Okay. Um, like, I didn't watch like all of of uh, of it. I could probably watch like the sort of middle towards getting towards kind of like the the semis and stuff. But I didn't. I didn't watch any of the finals. So I, I just like generally watch the format because Twitch Rivals is something that I normally and we've spoken about this previously. I normally find it like quite difficult to watch. But actually, you know what? This one like last time it was better, and this one was actually pretty enjoyable. Honestly, like it was it was good, and they, the you know the things that they have to do are like yeah fairly team orientated, and it's like they had like good PvP. Like it was actually it was actually pretty decent um, as far as I as far as I saw. So, but. Um, what was the so they did the bingo thing again, right? Yeah. But did they yeah. change so it? You gotta do at the finals. Was it something different at the finals? That's a good question because I didn't actually see the final. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the one that I did see that I really really enjoyed was the um it was the special kind of like show match or whichever it was, which mm. was basically like a big free for all. And I watched the EU one, mm-hmm. um, which was on which was on Shoreline. And that was actually like that was super super fun because everyone was playing solo. Like you could have whatever kit you wanted, um, and that was just like it was like a one off kind of thing. Which was um, I think it was like two k for the winner. Um, it was a slight shame about the rule set because they didn't make it quite clear enough. I don't think to like the participants exactly like how you win because it was kind of like well the last person to extract kind of thing, which sort of implied that right um, or the last person alive. But it was like well if there's two people then what happens because if you both go mia then then what does that mean um because hayes basically was like dominating it and then he sprinted down the pier and got shot by the winner because the winner was like um was just chilling by by the pier because only the pier was open yeah i mean that seems Um, like the optimal strategy right but then what if they both did that I don't know. I wasn't sure about that, to be honest. And I think like, it's a little they, bit of a shame. What if they both extract camped, you're saying? or what, No, if what... it, yeah, and they'd both gone MIA, because that's the, that's the deal with it. Yeah, like, there's you, like... You, it was like the last person alive kind of thing. So both, I don't know what would have yeah. happened. Yeah, if they both just, like, neither one had moved <sighs> or, or something. I'm not really sure. But, like, other than that, other than that, like, with the wind condition being a bit strange, like, everybody kind of, you know, honed in on the pier, and 
the fights up until that point were actually really really cool like it was it was it was great um there was one like Tiggs was fighting uh, i can't remember who it was now actually but it was like some really really good good battles between um a lot of the guys like people getting like shots done like tiny cracks like you know between little trucks and stuff like it was it was sick it was actually really decent and there was some like smoke usage and stuff like it was it was fun it was really good fun to watch That's unfortunately cool. i didn't see any of the us one um but uh yeah i like the format it's not it's one of those ones where like i find that the experience of watching it is is more enjoyable than like i'm not like kind of desperate to like see who wins overall kind of thing i just like enjoy the process i don't know yeah. if that makes no that makes I, sense. I like you. i enjoy watching the process of it more than like you know going oh you know who's who's gonna win this and who's, who's gonna win the whole thing because like you know it's very like raid based as well like watching guys try to extract out with the tank battery is just always hilarious you know there's five minutes left and they're like passing it from person to person you're like super vulnerable and i love i love that i think it's really good you know you get a ton of points for it but um it's really hard to do and you make yourself really vulnerable to other squads who can come pick you off it's like that kind of thing is what makes it like interesting um so i enjoyed the bit that i watched uh, absolutely yeah I was yeah, I had to check it out. I don't know. I just got burned from rivals back in Apex days. It was just like it was it's here's how I see it. It's not the upper echelon of there's always some some like scuff rule sets. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's just always I every well I shouldn't say every rivals, but the rivals that I've seen, I just got really turned off by it. It just seems more you know like you were like like you like you said it's more like for the entertainment value the show of it you know it's not necessarily like the most competitive rule set and you know who's the god gamer of them all you know what i mean so um, yeah i think it's hard with eft as well because you have yeah. to really carefully design the rules like it's not a it's not an easy game to make a rule set for, for um, sure. because of the things we were talking about right it's like well you know, how do you stop people from just being like, because I did see that criticism that basically it turned into like, you know, Twitch extract campers <laughs> because, you know, if you like set the extracts and that kind of thing, and it's like, well, last person to extract is, and there was, a, there was a lot of like, you know, I'm not, yeah, I don't know, like last person to extract thing means that you get like a lot of MIAs because people are leaving it right to the last minute, especially when like the maps, when they're playing reserve, for example, and, you know, one person's at the, um at d2 and the other guys like backpack extract and then you end up with like stupid stuff like um uh who who again who was this i'm I'm forgetting all all of who was it who was in it i think is it like hay bales i can't i can't remember but somebody went um mia literally because like their game timer was like wrong and their teammate was like get over here right now like you're gonna be out of time and they're like no i got 15 seconds it's fine and and, like she walked in and it was just like you know nine eight seven six five boom you're gone mia because like the timer was like desynced and it's like that kind of sucks and so to like play around and be like well you have to be the last person to extract and there's like two people at two different extracts trying to like game it so, so that it like goes out at like oh 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 it's like is that great gameplay i'm not sure so yeah um being able to like finesse the rule sets a bit so that they are a bit more sensible i think would be would be good but like yeah overall overall it's like actually good fun which I have to say, like the original rivals that I watched, like wasn't fun to watch. Whereas it is actually at least it is entertaining. Like it makes for some interesting plays and stuff. So you're so. saying this one was an improvement over the last one? That I think so. Saying? Okay, that's good. I, th- I think so. I think so. So just yeah. just to clarify one more time, you could win by being the last one to extract, but you could also win by being the last one to go MIA. Well, okay. Well, it depended, right? Because it was part of the part of the bingo cards thing. Was like you know, last to extract was like one of the quests. 
Okay. So I mean, we're, we're kind of confusing like the show match, which is like the free for all one, which had that one's probably had the most scuff rules because like the bingo cards thing is like, yeah, last person to extract in a, in a raid as a point on the card is like one thing. But when the rule sets like last person to extract or last person to be alive as the thing in the in the free for all, it's like that's tricky because I don't know. Yeah. What yeah. happens in a situation where two people just camp until and they both go MIA? Do they both lose? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like who wins then? I, I'm not sure. It's like you end up with these like weird stalemate situations which you don't really want to have happen um right. like setting the extract to the peer is like kind of silly because it's like probably the single most open extract in the entire game yeah and so you know if anyone else is alive anyway by default you you die if you try to take it so <laughs> so it's like you kind of needed to kill everybody else anyway at which point you win kind of anyway because of the way the rules are set up I don't know. I, I, I don't want to go on about it too long, but um, okay. It's just again the thing of just incentivizing players to do the things you want them to do. Yeah, your emergent yeah. behavior will appear, and I think the problem is is that like also because the rules. I mean, it wasn't like a Twitch Rivals was announced like five days before it started or something, so people didn't really have time. No one even knew if they were playing, and like mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how early the the guys get the rule sets, but. I you know, go feel for a player like Hayes who's like trying to play the game like the way it's supposed to be played kind of thing, even though the rule set maybe says, oh, well, that you weren't the last to, lie, to be alive. And the person who just sat there and was just ready to go MIA, like one, because they shot you trying to go to the extract. Like, you got to feel would, bad for him because it's like. Would he even need to shoot him? Could you not just like hypothetically stay like just high in a bush till the end of the raid timer and win that way? I think I think, I think last to extract superseded like last one alive. So if you okay. if you got to peer and extracted then and you were the last person to extract then you then you won okay. I believe okay um and so but but that was the issue like it was so you couldn't really extract if anyone else was in the raid because they would be there and you would die yeah so it's like heavily if you got the peer spawn then you were kind of like in a good position I guess I think they deleted that one they there was like okay they, they, yeah they like spawned in like you know. Round like around the edge, like away yeah. from that. Um, but even still, I don't. I think I did. Some, I think somebody did get. Maybe not the one that was like right up there. Um, I think maybe they did get rid of that one. There was somebody who spawned right by like CCP checkpoint, like a mm-hmm. little bit further along, um, and that was probably the closest one. But it's still like a good a good run over to Pier. But anyway, yeah, it was. Uh, it was it was entertaining, but That's as good. usual, maybe not always the best like best thought through rule set yeah which is tricky in in EFT yeah indeed indeed um I did want to jump back quickly and talk about the roadmap um because there's a there was one thing that I forgot to put in the notes um was that after Twitch Rivals I guess was the NA region Nikita spoke on the show the Twitch Rivals broadcast and said that he they were considering pushing out lighthouse early um just to have content for the people that demand the content you know um and so that kind of puts us in an interesting timeline because here we got so right now i believe we are currently on patch 12.115 um yes which is the optimization patch then after that is going to be patch 12.11.6, which is the Unity 2019 migration and DLSS support, um, which that's pretty huge. And then after that was supposed to be the patch 12.12, Lighthouse Location, Daily Quest, Inertia, VoIP, 
uh, weapon malfunction generation, new weapons, and other stuffs. So, <laughs> where does that put us on timeline? Are we just going to get a lighthouse in between patch with the Unity migration? Is it going to be a lighthouse patch? I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw that on Twitter, and I commented on that already, basically saying, if it's ready, and if he wants to put it out, then fine, put it out. But I just yeah. really, really, really don't hope... Don't want it to be rushed. I don't want it to be rushed. I don't want it to come out when it's not ready. Like, it will make it ten times worse if they release it and it's buggy and it it doesn't work properly it's unoptimized people are getting like 45 frames like the community will get more annoyed for that because like the people who are demanding content right who i don't really think you should pander to anyway people Mm -hmm. who are demanding content will be annoyed if it isn't correct yeah and then the people who aren't demanding content will also be like why have you done this yeah so like a lose I, I just feel there's i just feel like there's a lot of downside and it's kind of goes against like the way that they said that they want to build it too right i don't i don't know like if it's the right thing and if nikita thinks it's the right time to push it out he was and he was only waiting because he wanted to bundle everything together in the big 12 12 but he thinks actually you know 12 12 can stand on its own with all the stuff because it's got a lot of stuff in it right even without yeah. a lighthouse it's 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 a it's a big patch yeah so if he thinks <laughs> well look it can stand on its own and we can just have like a you know a map patch that's slightly earlier then then fine and if it's finished then fine if it's you know they didn't really think about making two because i know they were going to you know split it up like uh, and have expansions like they do with the other maps so if they've got it into a stage where stage one is ready and they're not going to make any amends to it until you know whatever expansion that they have planned for it then then you know go for it be my guess go for it i i don't know if lighthouse on its own would be enough to kind of like you know, give the game a, a, a huge like adrenaline shot. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's really his his plan either. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he intends to do with it because people who are playing already will play it and like it. Some people like. To be fair, a lot of, you know people will come back and check it out. I'm sure people who are general EFT fans but are kind of fallen out of love with it and are yeah. playing other stuff will probably come and check it out. Um, but none of the core gameplay has really changed. So people will check out the map for a bit and then and then go back to whatever it was that they were doing i don't think it's going to keep people long term um well i say long term i don't think it'll keep people for months because i'll still be playing on the same accounts using the same weapons fighting against the same people with the same gear with the same problems as the reason why they left in the first place because of lack of things to do and blah 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 so like a new map yeah we'll keep people entertained for a couple of weeks maybe exactly and then we'll kind of go back the way it was so i don't think like if for the people that are demanding the content i don't think it's going to fix that i think it is is nice and great if they can release it early but i don't think it's going to fix the problem that he's stated um but if it's ready then then fine yeah if it's ready fine i have no i have no real issue with it so long as it's so long as it's done in a way that you know isn't isn't just isn't just for pandering it isn't just to try and get these people to be happy um because i think there's a lot more downside than upside you know the map may be great and released and everyone's everyone's super happy about it but like you could end up annoying people who you know, have, have like goodwill for PSG as well by going, well, you always tell us that this is the way you want to build the game and all this kind of stuff. And then like a ton of people have gone cried salty tears all over Reddit and Twitter. And then you've gone and done something to um, you know, appease these people and it's not ready. And now you've you know, annoyed people who actually do back the game as well at the same time. So I don't know. I think they just have to be a bit careful. I, I'm in agreement with you there. And I think after hearing your 
your argument. I much more on the side of let's just wait till everything's ready because I feel like if they do the typical BSG thing where they wipe the game and then there's new content, they'll do like drops on Twitch and it just like it just drives a lot of sales and a lot of numbers and whatnot and a lot of players. And my the thing that I was really surprised about is how much of a spike we got from the woods um, expansion and there was like some guns and stuff, but it, it seemed like there was a lot of players. And I think we broke records on both the Twitch metrics and the concurrent players from BSG. I want to say, um, might be wrong about that, but either way, it was nice because I, I could forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was surprising because it's just a woods expansion, you know? And I, I mean, I'm trying to think there was like the vector, um there wasn't scav karma i mean there was like the new changes to the usec and bear loadouts um i'm trying to think there was some other quality of life stuff but it's been and it's hard everything blends in but it was nice because i i was like man i could like play the wipe and mid max or i could go to woods and explore the new map and it was sort of nice to have like all this extra like there was just so many things to do you know what I mean? It's not just like if they release a map, like you were saying, it's just going to be a map. Even if it has four bosses and it's got some new cool features, like, I don't know, I feel like it'd be fun for a couple of weeks. But like if you add the wipe, if you add the new map, if you add the new features, the new weapon jams, the daily quest, inertia, VoIP, like, oh my God, there's so much content in there. Like, holy moly, dude. Like, ah, oh, yeah, there's so much in there. I would hate just to see... Yeah, like you're saying, that's sort of like giving in, so to speak. But maybe he's got a grand plan. You know, we just have to. Maybe, yeah, maybe he does. I like the only thing that I feel about it right now is that kind of like a bit like what we talked with Dan about last time is that yeah, if viewership is low and people are playing other games and that mm -hmm. kind of thing, you almost like it's almost an opportunity to yeah. wait and do this and just do everything right, so that when you do actually bring out the content with a capital C. Yeah. It um it's like a big, big bang, a big push, right? Revitalize everything. Yeah. Whereas like that's the thing, I just don't feel that like pushing a map is gonna solve all these all these issues. And if they are worried about the viewership, I don't know, you know, it's probably something that they do look at, I'm sure. Sure. Um, I don't know if that's really like the right solution. It's almost as I say, like an opportunity for you to go, right, well, a lot of people are doing other stuff. Um and yeah, people are like crying about the game and, and whatever but people the people will come back when the content is created like for sure and so let's just use this time to do everything that we need to do to get everything prepared make sure everything's right it does go through rather than just trying to push something out that's yeah gonna give us a couple of weeks of i don't know maybe breathing room in terms of in terms of content or whatever like it's, it's funny that you mentioned the woods thing actually because i don't know whether like, I, I don't know, like, how... I, I actually cannot remember, like, how much hype, like, reserve, reserve had about it versus, like, the Woods expansion, for example. Because the funny... It's, like, different, isn't it, when you've got a new map completely. It's, like, everyone's excited, but it's brand new. There's mm -hmm. something about, like, the Woods expansion where everybody's played Woods. And so you're, like, well, I'm interested to see what happened. And it's, like, it's familiar but also unfamiliar because there's, like, a whole new section. Yeah. Whereas, like, a completely new map is, like, I know that I... Because it was released kind of, like quite early on in one of the wipe cycles i think was it was it like completely on wipe 
I'm so, I'm actually really bad at remembering like what happened when it's like my brain just doesn't compute like dates in the past with like events. I, I find it really hard to remember. I'm honestly like genuinely terrible at that. It's like one of the weakest parts of like my like the whole like of like the, of my sort of general like ability to do this stuff. Um, but I remember like at the time I think I was doing other stuff and it was either like on wipe or it was like early on in one of the wipes and I just didn't play it for ages. Like I was really 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 late to reserve. And I let other people go and find all the stuff and blah, blah. And then I learned it like towards the end of the wipe, um, like months after it had been put into place. And I don't know whether, you know, obviously a lot of people go and check it out. But it's interesting how you can almost imagine like, you know, customs expansion gets huge interest because everybody's played that map. But is everybody going to go and like jump yeah, to a new, a new map? Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know I don't either. Know. I, I want to say, I think like, yeah. There was like some, I don't know. I feel like I can't say for sure, but I want to say like someone like a Pastilli was doing some big Celadon event. Was it during the woods time? I don't know. But I, I, yeah, I've looked at the metrics and that was like, I think one of the highest peaks, um, which was surprising, but yeah, it's, it's all interesting to say the least. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So. Um, we're running out of time here. Was there anything you want to discuss before we get to this other topic that I have here? <laughs> um, the only, okay, the only other two, like, I'll, I'll just try and run through them quickly. Yeah, the only it. other two things was, firstly, is what is it, Battle State, like, seven-year birthday, I think. Um, everybody mm-hmm. should go and collect their goods from Prapor. He's given out a weapons case, ammo case, two moonshines, and an Alyonka, which is super nice. Um, everybody i think i'm pretty sure everybody gets it so yeah restart your game open your game whatever you need to do open it up you should have a gift in there from from mr prap um and then the other thing um which is like tangential but i think it's interesting for kind of the tug of community is um like that more information about like the hazard zone in battlefield which was released which i've kind of been like loosely following like i didn't play any of the battlefield beta but i've seen enough people play it and like some of their thoughts on it and you know, as some people have posted, like it's not a Tarkov killer by any means. It's like when they say influenced by Tarkov, it's almost like more. It's more some other games, I think, with like Tarkov esque mechanics in some sense. Like you know, you extract yeah. and have to collect some stuff. But like, I don't think it's really a lot like Tarkov at all. However, I do find that it's quite interesting. There's like some bits about it that seem kind of neat, and I quite enjoy having a go at. Which is the fact that like each round is only like. 12 minutes or something oh wow which is pretty nice like it's really really short yeah it almost seems like you know apex had a baby with like i don't know the shadow of eft or something yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know so it sounds kind of cool it's like you know tournament style like apexy style like like tarkov you know you have to you go in you collect the these like drives out of these satellites and then you extract and then using that you can then buy stuff with these with the currency that you make from like selling this selling these like drives and you can then go back in with that gear which is kind of interesting it does seem that like if you die or like you lose in, in a particular round like it does get reset so i don't know it's it'll be it'll be fascinating to see um but it sounds kind of cool and it looks like like i think a lot of people don't you know have, have had issues with like the, the battlefield as as it is as its main game mm-hmm. i think this could actually be quite decent because that's that kind of game is like more in keeping with like the new style that they're going for i i think personally because you're like well this isn't really battlefield this is like something else completely different this is you know 
has its own it's like a special game mode kind of thing and it could end up actually being like quite big i think um especially if it's like it really fast paced like super high action because like one of the issues with the, with the brs in general is um and i got kind of tired of this in PUBG. is the the beginning the go in you have nothing you find the stuff and sometimes you get into your first engagement and you die and then you go back and you queue and you fly in and you go down and you find the stuff and it's like 10 15 minutes before you really start getting into it whereas Mm -hmm. something that's like super high octane like right from the beginning with like windowed extractions like it could be really really fun with less downtime so if you just want to go and like frag then it could be like a neat way of doing that with a bit more like tactics and strategy um, than having to like play out like a full full BR round. Like twelve minutes is really short, so I think that could be kind of cool. It's one to watch out, and I don't know how much I'll be playing it, but um, I'm intrigued at least to like give it a go. Yeah, I'm I'm same with you. I want to try it out myself. I mean, I I think I've heard it's coming out free to play, like the, just the hazard zone. I don't know if that's the case or not, but that's what I've heard. And I've heard it compared to Hunt Showdown, which I have not tried. That's on my to game list um but yeah i mean like you're saying i mean if it's if it's gonna be like a very streamlined you know casual-esque um Mm. mode tarkov like mode then that sounds like i mean if it's fun it's fun you know i mean if if i enjoy it i'm gonna enjoy it so um yeah i think it's cool i mean that (laughs) that kind of brings me on another topic is have you seen any of the eft clones the the mobile clones I have seen one of them. There was um, which was it like a one of the ten cent clones or something? Yeah. Like it looked, it didn't look that bad. I surprisingly, but it also it, it surprisingly didn't look that bad. But it also wasn't that great. I think is the way that I describe yeah, it. Like it yeah. looked, it looked like for what it is, it looked actually pretty decent. Um, would I play it? Probably not. But that, <laughs> no. but that's the thing. Like it looked, it looked okay. You know, it looked okay. I yeah, if it was out in like 2010, you know, or like mm. or you know, yeah, 2010 probably, 2011, I'd probably be playing it, in, but on the computer, more likely. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm like I'm really tempted to try it because it it it's like like you're saying it's round that line of like, it's kind of impressive, but it's also kind of bad. So, so yeah, anyways, I thought that was interesting and fun, and it's sort of like... What's that called? Do you remember what its name was? I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what it's called either. I had to look through this. Someone posted it in the Discord, and I had to look. Yeah, they did. Through. I'll have to, like... I want to see if I can just, like, find it. Like, Yeah, I'm sure you can right. easily. What is it even... What is it even called? Another escape from Tarkov Mobile Clan. Tarkov Mobile Clan. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll come if I just type this in. Surely. But I wanted to say it's it's actually mm. pretty impressive that there's these clones popping up and like it's like BSG's impact on the gaming world. Is like we're starting to see this sort of like trending shift. I mean, you could argue like, oh no, I think it, even um. Sorry, even uh, Hunt Showdown said they were inspired by EFT's design. So it's like, it's pretty impressive what BSG has accomplished so far and how we're sort of seeing this like trending, possibly this new genre. Like people, maybe, you know, we'll see more of this type of gameplay being introduced. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's interesting. I, I can't find the name of this, uh, of this silly thing. But um, I, I do think it is kind of interesting. And I don't think there's going to be any games 
that are like that are like Tarkov in that sense. Yeah. But I do think that it is inspiring other ideas. And the the one main idea that I think it's bringing in is the idea of because um, the thing is right, like the 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 the, the battle royale genre is very round based right you start at zero you end the thing and that's it it's finished and tarkov's br- brought in this this idea of like the a sort of general more like rpg type thing but it doesn't need to be like full blown rpg but just something where you get to the end and then there's a meta game outside the game you know what i mean it's like playing like rome total war or something right where you've got like here's the battle and you fight the battle but then once you fight the battle you're back to like your empire or whatever mm-hmm. And people like that. That's like what makes Tarkov like so super addictive is that sense of progression, right? It's like the slow yeah. sense of progression, building up whatever it is, right? Your your hideout, your your character, your skills, your items. You know, you're built. You're making your better better kits and stuff. So that's kind of like I can see why that concept is really um, tantalizing to game developers because it's sort of like honing in on the addiction that people have to yeah. these games like the, the the tendency that people have to like keep them playing and it's like well you're not just playing to play like when you're playing warzone or or pubg or fortnite or whatever but you're playing because like when you get to the end there's like each time you incrementally slowly you know get better stuff and then there's also the like risk reward like gambling element of yeah. like the loss as well and you've never really had that in such um, a stark format as as EFT. So I think like that's the concept that's being lifted. You don't need to take like, you know, the full gun modding thing, like the fully realistic, you know, emulator type stuff. You don't need to take all of that. And honestly, I don't think anybody else would bother. Like it's very, um, it's very lengthy and complicated and Mm -hmm. like problematic to get all these licenses and stuff. Like no one else bothers. Most people just like read. That's why Tarkov, I think will always be unique in that sense, because Mm. most people just, they just rename the guns, right? They have like the M5, a, a16 or whatever and it's yeah. just like you know what it is everyone knows what it is but right, like, they just can't right. bother to get the licenses they'll make some small modifications and just put them in the game it's fine but like no game is going to like simulate real life weaponry like eft i don't think anyone else would bother going to the trouble um i do think it also is quite helpful for them that they sit in a particular jurisdiction that i don't think really cares so much about that too i'm sure that helps like an american <laughs> yeah, company i I'm don't sure think could do helps. what they do um so I, i'm sure it helps like i know that they have some licenses and that kind of stuff but i'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it helps so yeah that's, that's the thing that's really it i think it's like those concepts that are being lifted partly because <laughs> it's interesting actually partly because it's like good gameplay and addictive gameplay but also because like that also is good for like the economics of the developers right if you can turn if you can take that addictive quality of the game you can see why that'd be quite appealing to you know many a <laughs> unscrupulous triple a dev studio who may or may not use microtransactions mm-hmm. alongside it for you know scratching the little bit of the lizard brain and getting people's <laughs> dopamine kick you know it's just you know what i'm saying it's yeah. just uh you can see how that might be used and slash or abused by um by other development houses so we'll see We'll yeah, say. I I do want to wrap up this topic, but I just want to say quickly is that it is unfortunate. I'm noticing that Tarkov isn't fun anymore. Like it's hard for me to get like the intrinsic value of me enjoying the game. It's like I'm like you know it's like oh I need the like God this this game's not fun anymore. Let me only do a pistol run and you know snowball challenge. You know what I mean? It's like you gotta like you gotta like gamify your own your own rewards. It's so weird like that, but uh. Yeah, it is kind of unfortunate. A lot of games are 
every game feels like it has a quest system or like a crafting system like just something where it's just like you know that tickling that little dopamine like be your own there's your reward (laughs) (laughs) okay um moving on one okay one quick thing i did want to say i did look up so we talked about dlss is coming and following patches and you mentioned before how it's unfortunate that amd users are sort of like left in the dust i did see i looked it up unity 2021.2b has amd fsr which is their version of dlss um it has it built in so guys just wait another five more years and eventually we'll get to the unity 2021.2b patch assuming that nvidia didn't sign it or rather bsg didn't sign an exclusive deal with like nvidia so, let's see. Oh man, that's, that's funny. Um, there's hope, copium. Just keep huffing. All right, so we need to wrap this up quickly because we're running out of time. Logical solutions banned. What? Drama alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely drama alert. Banned. When was he banned? Yesterday. Yes. Yes. I think so. Mm. So where to start? So I. I'm just going to quickly check his Twitter and see if he's posted any updates, but there's not a lot of information on the ban, and you know, who was banned recently? Hyperrat was banned not too recently, and that was like, you know, determined to be a false ban. Is is that the case here? One could presume. Um, However, in his Mm. initial tweets, he said... Quote, just because I tweet about stuff and have a Discord slash website where I share data that is in the game, I get banned from the game. Pretty cool. So I don't I don't know. What are your what are your thoughts on this subject? Because I'm not really sure what's going on. Yes, I think it's an interesting one. I think there's an obvious take. And then there's, but like, you know, you can never know for sure. I think like the, the obvious thing is that, and there's a couple of people who've like posted as well around this. Um, we all know BSG are kind of funny about their data. We know, we, we know this at this mm-hmm. point. The wiki team have been told in the past not to put certain things on there. I did... Uh, I did infer, you can infer from the posts that they have made that there is some kind, and from from what Logical Solutions has actually posted too, because he was part of the wiki team as well at one point, and he infers too that they actually have some kind of special access, um, but they they have to use it carefully, hmm. I believe, and that I don't think they can post everything that they can see necessarily because of like, I don't know, I actually don't know where the line is drawn, and maybe the wiki team do know. Um yeah, and maybe that's you know been released at some point, but I don't know where the, where the line's drawn. But a line is drawn somewhere. There are some things that'll allow on the wiki, and some things that they won't. Then you have other creators like No Food, who, as you can imagine, is you know very in depth um, guys. Like again, he's part of the, part of the wiki team as a ballistics expert, but even still, you know, separately to that, he you know, he's been looking at the ballistics and that kind of stuff, and um, you know, round penetration and those kind of things for ever in this game. And he he posted on Logicals one of his Twitter um, posts anyway, saying, you know, you've been warned previously about this, especially when you moved away from the wiki team. Talking about one peg. Um, 
Well, and 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 Wonpeg said the same thing. Now, I was actually surprised to see that Wonpeg basically said I was also warned by BSG myself not to put something. And so I'm not. I'm, but I'm not sure exactly what Wonpeg was was doing because I know he puts out like some um, you know detailed info, but like I wasn't aware that he was like doing anything that was kind of like I would consider data mining. So I don't know. Maybe the maybe the line is like slightly closer there. I I'm not sure. But anyway, both of them said to him. You know, you you basically knew what you were doing. Everyone got warned. You carried on posting anyway, um, and and he's been banned, right? And so that's kind of like the the obvious take. Now, from the way that it looks, he has been well. This is where it gets slightly complicated because from the way that it looks, he's been banned via BattleEye, I believe. And that's how it looks because right. you received like a specific email, mm-hmm. which. On its own, you would say, okay, well, that's because of, like, cheats or something. Now, I don't think that that's necessary. I, I honestly don't really think that's the case. But yeah, I think this is one of the issues is that it, all, it then, like, puts that... It just puts everything into question because you're like, well, I really don't think that's true. But, you know, also, how can you ever know? And so that's where it kind of becomes a bit more, like, complicated and a bit more, like, obfuscated and not necessarily as clear-cut. I don't think that is... Like, I, I really don't think that that's the answer here. I think, as No Food said in his thing to um, to Logical on Twitter, where he basically was like, you've been warned about this, they shouldn't act like this, but this is how it is. You didn't play by the rules and you've been banned. It sucks. But yes, this is how you knew that this was potentially going to happen. Um, I think that's probably the, the most likely outcome um, and not and not anything else. But yeah, it's it's just it's just an interesting one. I, it's tricky because like I don't know really what they're trying to gain, like banning someone's account because it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what he's doing. right. Like if he's not doing the data like yeah he might be breaking tos or something but like breaking tos like imagine if you're some like random guy who's just like interested in tarkov but you don't even own the game and you're like distributing right then then, like then what's the deal right because i think like he said on on his thing like yeah they deleted my account or whatever because i know it's me i could just start another account they don't know that account is like i guess they could with ips or whatever but whether they can be bothered i don't know um and I'll just use this other account or something, and I'll just never release the name, and they won't know who they won't know that it's me running it, right? So there's like there's that. It's like he said, well, I'm going to carry on releasing this information because I think it's important for the community. It's just like it's a really complicated one, and I think it all circles back like right to the fundamental and base issue here, which is like BSG's policy around their around the, the data in the game, um, and and why they're so protective over it and why they think it's a good idea to to have yeah. it be this protected. And it comes back to the same thing of like, if we're doing a test, should you be given all the information? Or because we're doing a test, that's why the information shouldn't be given because that's what they're testing. You know, they're not testing the, the player base's ability to, you know, min-max meta-rise everything and go to the, you know, the precise best place for scav spawns, graphics cards, blah, 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 blah. They're testing the information flow when the information isn't readily available. Like how many people actually go to the, the good spots? How many people figure it out? Does that information get out through YouTube, through Twitch, whatever? Like that could almost be more as much, as interesting as some as other stuff. That's like being quite lenient, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say. <laughs> I think it's being. I think that's being quite lenient. But that is like the one argument that I would say is potentially valid. But I think that the problem is, is that like. 
there's something about the kind of like hand me down like you know you tell your friend about the hidden stash that has xyz kind of thing that they like as inherently as a concept and anything that they see that threatens that they will do things that probably aren't they shouldn't really be doing to try and retain even though the concept itself is quite nebulous very difficult to define and also very hard to then punish people when they when they break it right it's just like well then what's okay on the wiki and what's not you know, if right. I make a random YouTube video, like, am I going to get busted for looking at like the RR speeds for different weapons? Like, right. is that okay or not? I don't know. It's, it's it puts a lot of things into question then, and no one really knows what their policy is. This seems to be the first time that they've actually like properly lashed out about it, and I think in this case, logical is pretty blatant. Banning his account is weird, as I said before, because it's is it to do with like his game time? Is he using his account to test? No. I don't know. The, those two things are kind of separate. Like maybe he, I don't know how else they punish him though. And this is the thing, like they don't want him doing the thing he's doing. So they punish him the only way that they have, the yeah, only lever they have the to pull is to ban do. the account. It's the only thing they can do. It's like, what can you do right. against hackers? Like not really anything, like people breaking terms of service in software. It's like, it's a difficult thing to like put through the courts, you know, and you don't know where these people are and it's not even worth yeah. chasing people for that kind of stuff. It's like for damages or whatever. It just isn't worth it. So the only thing that they actually have is the ban hammer. I think it's the only tool that they have in their arsenal, so they're just trying to make an example of. Him. I don't know. That's that's my that's my take. That's what I think would would be it. I mean, there is like an outside chance, right? There's a very very small probability chance that there is some funny hacking thing going on, and they ended up being banned by Battle at like you know a really weirdly coincidental time. It's not impossible. I just think it's highly improbable. Yeah. So, man, a couple of things I want to comment. There's so much to talk about. So in chat, in your chat, um, Ark Semester said that the EFT subreddit is censoring anything related to logical solutions ban, even if it doesn't break the subreddit rules, which, assuming that's the case, that is very interesting, man. Like, dude, like, <laughs> like what's the escalation from here? If anyone's following logical on Twitter, they're going to get banned. They're, they're like, I mean, they, surely they can't do that. But like, what? What's I don't know. I don't know. This is crazy. How would you not be able to discuss it even. Like, I don't. This is the thing I don't understand. Like, well, the the EFT subreddit isn't even affiliated with BSG technically. Like, why would you not be able to discuss Logical's ban on there? I don't really see why that would even. I mean, maybe they think it's just causing like more drama than it's worth. That like this guy's been banned, and that's all anyone's going to talk about. And it's just going to like drive more threads. I, I'm not sure, but that that seems an odd decision. This is this is what I think is that. I don't know if it's a cultural thing or what, but there seems to be this sort of like hierarchy thing you got going on where it's like it's it even comes down to like their how they wanted their original vision was like there would be no, you know, YouTube sharing information wikis. It was just like you had to go and figure out for yourself. And then those that had the knowledge, they could choose to share it or keep it to themselves. And it's like, well, if I have like the knowledge of like, you know, all these things are like the best things and the most powerful, and this is like the power, then I'm just going to, you know, hoard that to myself and like my select group of people. And it's kind of like the same thing is kind of happening because they're saying, no, you can't, you can't share this. Um, but also these people can because they're we're cool with them. Like, I don't know. It, it's just like, and then there's talks like they want, I don't remember who said it actually. I think it might've been Voxy and I, I kind of called them out for it. Cause I just think it just sounds like a, it's just not, not something 
I would stand for, but it was just sort of like, guys, you don't need to be discussing or doing, I can't remember the exact tweet, but it was just like, you just need to trust that the Sherpas or whoever will pass the information to you. Like, don't, you know, don't go to any other resource, you know, don't do your own research. Just, just believe us because, you know, we're this, we're the source. And it's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm more open to like, you know, open access, you know, free everyone, equal opportunity type of thing. Um, and that, man, that's like just the great thing about YouTube and Tarkov. Like you could, you could start on on your path to becoming a, top Tarkov player or whatever. And like, you know, there's just so much resources, but I, I just, I don't know. And it's so odd because I feel like what logical was doing, let's just take him at his word for a second that he wasn't doing any, any data mining. He wasn't breaking any to yes. He was sharing information and like you, and, and like you said, um, there was things that they didn't want sharing. Like I think the Kappa change was one of those things, right? That was something that, like, when they changed it to 72. And I guess the reasoning for that was because, I don't know, this is injecture at this point, but it spoiled someone's fun of watching streamers rage that they didn't get their Kappa quests completed and their 24-hour stream or whatever. I don't know. It just, I just don't see the value, man. Like, it's like, where's, where's the harm? Now, you know, I understand maybe you want to surprise someone of like cultists you know I, 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 I okay i can see that you know that's like a pretty that's I, I get it i get it um but something like i don't know bp craft being changed you know i just i just feel like that could be in the patch notes like i don't think i'm I, you know i don't think it's that hard to have logs and then have someone spend five minutes copy and pasting the logs like i don't know i'm just like maybe i'm spoiled okay because I've played Dota 2 for so long and just like in general kept up with Valve and like their company and they do they're, they're like I don't know I'm I'm a Valve fanboy but they do this thing where they intentionally put leaks within their updates to their games like there would be like a a source or a you know a source 2 engine leak inside of Dota 2 patch that was like cosmetics or be like a Half-Life Alex leak inside a Dota 2 patch. Like, it's crazy. I mean, ch check out Tyler and McVicker if, if you're interested in the Valve News Network. It's, it's, it's actually crazy. But I guess they sort of, like, adapted to the situation and was like, well, it's a never-ending battle against the data miners, so let's just leak what we want to leak. You know what I mean? Like, let's just, let's just get ahead on the game. Um, I don't know. It, I just, I don't know. The whole thing really frustrates me, Giga, because I feel like it's a lose, 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 lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, nobody wins, man. Nobody wins. And it's like, what? I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, like Chad's saying, like, yeah, data, the data mining isn't allowed, so having someone else do it for you and only releasing the content doesn't make someone innocent. They should hold him, hold him responsible. It's like, I get, I get that. I do, I get that, but at the same time, like, is banning someone's account the right the right move? Like, surely they should do whatever they. Well, I was going to say do whatever they they should do for like, you know, breaches of TOS or something. But like, I guess that is a ban. Um, it's 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 tricky. It's tricky. And and again, I'm saying like, he did admit to having a macro for his stash, so they might have picked up on that. But I think that was ages ago, and there was like. 
I mean, to his, he also did say that he didn't, he hasn't used one for ages. He did at one point, but he stopped because someone got like false banned for it or potentially caught because of that. And so everyone got scared. And so he hasn't used it for a while. So I don't know. I just think, yeah, I think it's this issue of the way that they want information to be passed throughout the game. I don't know exactly how, and we see sometimes this symptomatic within the general game design of the game from time to time of mm-hmm. well what how do they how exactly do they want that to look i like some sometimes sometimes you know we all love nikita and we love the work that he does and we love the passion he has for the game and we love oh, the yeah. vision that he has but sometimes i feel the vision is more feeling than it is necessarily um like practical like action steps towards the end product and so it's like well does this information flow feel, does it feel right? Is this the, the way, well, this isn't really the, or like, you know, something, an emergent behavior arises from the way that the game is designed and they say, well, this doesn't feel right. And so then they try to fix it, but I don't like, what do they, how do they want that information flow to actually look? I don't actually, I don't really know. And so it's just a, it's a tricky one because then, yeah, what, yeah, where's the... I think this is the thing again. It's like, where's the line? You know, where's the line right. drawn? Like, we're allowed to see the bullet pens on the wiki. <laughs> Someone like Veritas is allowed to release Battle Buddy that tells you the percentage chance to pen at every possible durability across all the different armors. That can be used to min-max loadouts and to, you know, try to optimize against the, the cross-section of armors that you might f- find in a raid. Mm-hmm. But cha- but posting specific like scav spawn changes and like changes to loot percentage spawns is like not okay. Right. Seem- I don't know what I don't know what they want. From yeah. This. People are gonna people are gonna like people are gonna data mine stuff. Like if they really don't want people to do it, then like yeah, just encrypt everything. People are gonna do it regardless. Like no matter how many yeah. warnings you put out or whatever, someone will go and do it. And that somebody will release it to everyone and then everyone will know or everybody who's keeping up anyway. So you can't just put out warnings and say, well, you know, and, and as and as we've seen, right, the only thing that they have, so they only have two choices. They either can ban people's accounts, but if they don't know who it is who's actually releasing the information, you know, maybe it isn't someone as high profile as Logical Solutions who has his game intrinsically tied to his character, which is tied to his Twitter, which is tied to his tweets and his Discord, if you have somebody, and as he said, he's you know not the one data mining. If you know, I'm sure he probably isn't, and that there's a ton of other people who are doing it. But we don't know who any of these people are, right? And so that information could still be leaked out, and those people can't be banned. Well, then what? You know, it's like, is this going to fix the issue? Not really. So it's you either control the information flow, as you said. Mm-hmm. And get rid of the parts that you don't like, but you have to like you have to do it like systematically. You can't just say, "Well, here's the way that we feel that the information flow should work." It's just like, "Oh, it doesn't have the right feeling." People data mining the game. That's not what the game's supposed to be about, right? It's like, well, that's all well and good. You have to de- you have to design. It's the same as in game. This is actually it's exactly the same, right? It's all about systems design. And the the thing about systems design is that you design the system, and then the people and the players or the users 
will then do certain things and then you have to change the system if you don't like the emergent behavior that comes out. This is actually no different except the the players in this case are people who are data mining. So the information is available. So people will go and find the information and they will go and publish it. Right? If you don't want people to find certain piece of information, then you're probably going to have to encrypt it or hide it or something, you know, do, mm-hmm. do something. But trying to rely on like the goodwill of the community for people to have the same idea around the feeling of the information flow that you have is honestly like i just think it's unrealistic um and uh, but but the only other thing that i would say about it is that systems design in this generalistic sense is one of the very easiest things to criticize because it is so obvious when it goes wrong and it is one of the single hardest things to actually do correctly to achieve the emergent behavior that you want because Things are really, really complicated. And this yeah. is the thing, like when you when you put a system in place and you see an outcome, it's very obvious whether that outcome is you know the desired one or not, really. Whereas being able to then but to be able to actually put the put the system right to make the outcome that you want, it's very hard. It's very, very hard. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I would say. But I mean on on, on this specific topic, yeah, I just I don't know what I don't know what they want out of the flow. I really don't. And yeah, they're just gonna they they'll have if they don't want people data mining, they just have to encrypt some of this stuff. That's honestly the the end of it for me. Yeah, and I would say what I would like is just better communication from BSG because, as you said, I don't know what they want, and I feel like there wouldn't be a space for logical solutions if BSG had more better improved detailed patch notes you know i think of like if you want me you know this is a this is a beta game right and if you want me to test a product like a ball and you hand it to me say hey here test this ball and i test it and i say yeah it works but then you say well did it bounce and i say no I was like, oh, well, it was supposed to bounce. Why didn't you tell us? I was like, well, you didn't tell me what it was supposed to do. You know what I mean? You didn't explain to me what the thing I was supposed to be testing. You just hit. Now, if you wanted to see my behavior of what I would do with the ball, then that's fine. You know? Yeah. Right. You don't want to, like, influence that. So something like Scav Karma, you know, I could kind of see a case for, like, hey, we we don't want to fully explain the system. We just want to see how people behave, you know? Because if we just lay out all the rules, then people are just going to gamify it immediately and, and whatnot. But, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of like that stuff, but I understand. But, you know, something like, just like the weapon jams, like just having the raw numbers, because then we had that Twitter feed of where it was just like, oh, no, I, I had 100% weapon jam. It's like, oh, I had 100% weapon. And I've never had a jam. You know, it's just like all these random reports, all more confusion. And I just see, I just don't see a lot of value in that. And I don't know. It's, yeah. I, That's I would... the thing. The only takeaway that I have for like the weapons jam example, people saying, oh, well, I had low, I had some at 100 and my gun jammed within three rounds and all this kind of stuff. Like, when BSG is saying that they don't want the information to flow correctly like that in like an efficient way, which is really what they're saying, they're saying like, like don't want the information to flow efficiently. 
Mm-hmm. They want people to find stuff out for themselves. They want to find it out ad hoc from their friends. They want small circles of people to be passing stuff. They want it to feel as if like you actually live in the Tarkov world, right? There's yeah. not like a big yeah. bulletin board where where <laughs> data minus X slash logical solutions pins a big notice up on one of the sky, right. sky rises with a, a big searchlight or something and says, by the way, guys, this was changed, right? They, they want you to feel as if you're immersed in the Tarkov world, which I understand. But at the same time, we have Twitter and we have Reddit and we have all these other platforms, right? And when they're saying that they don't want people to find out this information, they are asking for the, I had a jam within three rounds and it sucks. I had no jams at all. The system's fine, right? That's that's actually what they want, right? With the information, right. with, the, with this thing that they're trying to do. Well, that's that's what it looks like they want with the with the thing that they're going for. You know, you won't remove people's frustration by hiding the information, You'll just make people confused and then frustrated, saying, like, why does this work this way? And they say, well, it doesn't. You just got unlucky. And that's like, well, how does anybody know? And then because what's the what does that lead to? Someone's there's a problem. Someone sees a need and then someone's going to come in and fill that need. Like, hey, my name is Logical Solutions. Here's actually what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just I just feel like we could just circumvent all of that. And you know, it's like it's a it's it's a win-win. It is a it is a loss for BSG. It is a compromise. Ultimately, it would be a compromise. I just I don't know. I guess we just see values differently. You know, I would like to reach out to Logical and maybe also like Tobias or um, what's the other guy's name? Oh, not Omid. I can't remember. He's like the PR guy for because Tobias is a community manager. Dimitri? Uh yes 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 yeah. it'd be interesting to uh, see if we can get well show. I don't know whether they'll even like logical will talk for sure the other guys I'm not sure if they're gonna talk about this I really don't because well, they're not like, I don't think they're even replying to him yeah you mean just in general just you mean about gen- this particular issue just in general yeah just in general because yeah more so about this topic of not necessarily logical but just like their mindset and you know just. The the lack of communication I feel is there. So. I would actually love to know Nikita's stance on that on this in particular about the information right. flow. Yes, like they 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 clearly don't want everything to get released. Yeah, you know they don't want people pouring through the code into its you know nth degree detail. Right. They obviously don't want that, but they also don't seem to mind like some info getting leaked. So I'd be intrigued to know kind of like where that line is drawn, like what they're trying to achieve with that and that kind of thing. I think that would actually be fascinating to find out like what they actually want and whether it's more, whether it's more feeling. Cause that's the, that's the thing that I feel It's almost like, it's almost like people do in the, in the real world, you know, they think, Oh, I wish I had X, Y, Z, but they don't think necessarily about the, the practical ramifications of like the thing that they're, they're wondering about, you know, I don't know. It's like, I don't really have a great example, but. You know, you say, oh, you know, oh, that, you know, that job would be great, but then you don't necessarily see the, you know, the, the pressures and the stress or whatever. Or this person who's doing it has to do all this traveling or whatever right, it might be. Right. So, like the, the the idea of the thing is sometimes better than the actual practical. Like, what what would it be like to actually do this thing, right? And I feel like sometimes BSG get into that kind of mo- mode, and maybe that's partly driven by like how Nikita led the processes in some in some ways. Mm-hmm. I think like when um the podcast guys did their interview with him i think people have speculated before about like you know how it is there like a team of people coming up with ideas and this kind of stuff but you know we found out there that it is very much like nikita 
comes up with all the ideas of everything, pretty much. And then that information gets like passed down to the team right. and they build the stuff. It very much is like that. And so I do wonder, you know, for, for all the good, I mean, they've, they've built a fantastic product for now, but I still feel that sometimes there's more like feeling first, which, which is fine. Um, yeah. But you just need to implement it in a way that's like sensible. So I don't know. It's a very, it's a very tricky one. I'm sure this is going to be a, a topic of much continued debate for a long time. It's, um, it has been for a while, but this has just kind of put it into the spotlight with this very hardline yeah. stand. Yeah, we'll have to see as it develops because <sighs> who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? We'll have to wait till the facts come out. You know, all facts, no printer. Um, but we'll see. The funny thing that I noticed today when I was buying my EOD edition is on the Escape from Tarkov page, there's a tab that says wiki and it takes you to Escape from Tarkov wiki. <laughs> and I thought that was absolutely hilarious just given the circumstances of everything. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It is funny. Because that's the thing, like, the, the wiki is affiliated, it is the official wiki of the game. Right. Know? I know it was, it was blessed by bsg and so you know there's that link in the background where the stuff that they want goes on there and they they play by the certain rules so they, they probably know better than than anybody else you know someone like no food probably knows better than anyone um or yeah. some of the wiki admin like where that line is drawn whether they're even allowed to talk about the line who knows right you know maybe right. that's even its own thing it's just like well no no one else is supposed to know where the line is drawn who who like the whole thing's obfuscated even even the like you know the the framework of the rules is could be obfuscated. It's uh, dude, it's it's tricky. I don't think there's a real I don't think there's a real answer to it for now, just because of like the yeah. way that the policy is. Um, I don't think there's a real answer to it. But look, I think this you know if they wanted like block people from spreading you know huge amounts of really crucial, in depth, really specific information, and have given warnings before, this is probably the most cut and dried case, which is why they're kind of making a um an example of him, I think, and then. Potentially, it'll stop other super high-profile people from from uh, setting out this kind of stuff. Because, like, even when like really important things come out on Reddit by people who don't know about this stuff, like sometimes these things get shared by by bigger creators, but often not. And then, like, yeah, it goes on Reddit and it gets like a couple thousand upvotes or something, and then it disappears again. But it's actually quite a small um, percentage of the player base that does see that. You know, if you're not on Reddit every day, or right. something comes up on Twitter, like, there's so many different myriad sources. And if you're just like a player, you wouldn't necessarily see that if you're you know, not like looking at it all day, every day. Um, so I don't know, maybe they just don't want the, the bigger guys to be pushing this stuff to like, you know, massive, massive amounts of people. Maybe that's the point. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But to see, I have to be really careful what we throw in our content now. <laughs> Otherwise you're next. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to change really anything like the, the the way that I see it is that like if the information is kind of like publicly available in the game and like <laughs> testable in raid, then I I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be okay. You know, if you like go into a bunch of ways, there was a, there was some guy who's doing like I've seen his um, things pop up a couple of times actually on Reddit where he said I've gone and looted a thousand toolboxes, I've looted a thousand of this crate. Yeah, I've I have seen this, and they're kind of they're kind of interesting. Um, but I think like if you can go and do that kind of stuff in raid, I think that's like fair enough. Yeah. Um, free logical ban the oi guy. <laughs> Not the oi guy. 
not the oi guy not the oi guy he's so sweet yeah i think that's probably i think that's probably okay you know if you can go into raid and do this stuff like you know you're building gun builds and you're maxing stuff but you know you've got the recoil and there go stats available i you know that that's that stuff's fine i think it's like yeah anything where it's like you're digging into the code and you say oh impossible scabs oh i can see something's changed in the code or oh i can see the the health pools of these scabs in the code i wonder whether it was the health the health pool thing you know they did that event and everyone was like, oh, the super scabs. And yeah. I think it was logical. It was just like, yeah, they have uh, 40 HP on the head and they have yeah. 175 on the thorax. And then, like detail the whole know. thing out. So, like, could have been there. The away. That we'll could have also see. been it too. But yeah. Probably talked about this topic enough, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think way. we should wrap up. I don't want to be a dead horse. <laughs> like, I, like I said, I mean, I'll, I'll reach out to Logical and see what he says. I mean, you know, see if he's up for it. And, you know, maybe we could get some insight from his side of the story and maybe some others. Um, yeah, anything else, Kigo? I think that's it, really. Um, I think that's it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's been quite, a, yeah, it's been an exciting week. It's good. Yeah. But been enjoying stuff. Oh, yeah, the only thing that I'd say before we finish is, um, yeah, because, you know, my leveling, like, super, super slowed down. Like, I made a huge push at the beginning, and then, like, mm. the, yeah, the last month, I basically, like, haven't changed level at all. I got to, like, level 37. You remember when I, like, came on? I was so excited because I, like, was just about to get the solar panels, and then I made a big push to level 37 and then got that and, like, run the solar panels because I was away for, like, a week or something. Like, yeah. I've been at level 37, like, since then. I genuinely, like, hadn't changed it. And I was like, right, now I've got a bit more time. Let's, like, crack these on the quest or whatever. And, like, got to level 38, which is super important because that's, like, the level 4 skier thing. And now, and now I can buy a Mate 55A1 for 360 oh, rubles around. That's a crazy. And like, it's like such a huge power spike. It's, yeah, it it's really like is. Insane. You can only buy 90, but basically every time you remember. Every time you log in. Model off to your PC. Boop, boop, 90 rounds. Click, click. Right, off. Okay, have some lunch. Oh, yeah, take a break. Click, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90. Right, and it kind of starts to stack up. And having like 55A1 just on tap from him is really, really good. And I've been... um. I've been I've been enjoying that definitely. <laughs> I've been enjoying that. I don't think I've I was kind of waiting for it. One this wipe actually. I've been really okay. yeah. I've been sticking mostly to BP because it's just been in such circulation. You know, you kill one guy. Yeah, I mean, everyone's using oh, BP. It's... He's got an AK or a mutant. Oh, there's so much BP. I have to unload and put in my container. You know. Yeah, I'm still like I I can I have the ability to do the mutant now, but I'm I don't know. I'm still kind of like. Because it's now like the done thing. I'm yeah. Sort of like, yeah. It's just like it's putting me off a little bit. I'm like back onto like modding kind of, you know, min max M4s again. Mm -hmm. um, just because I kind of put it off a little bit. I've been like playing with all sorts of different guns this wipe. And so, um, you know, MDR is not really that much different, but like, you know, P90 and like MP7 and like yeah. RFB and like some of those like that. And then obviously the SVD for doing like Epsilon and stuff. So like to then come back to the M4 and just be like, oh, I can just like build whatever I like. You know, it feels, it's just like, so it's so modular. It's such a nice gun to use in, in Tarkov, even just to, to make and build whatever it's, um, it's been good. So yeah, hitting that power spike for 5501. Huge oh, power spike. It feels, feels great. That's it feels great. Um, gear um, four? Yeah, I love it. The skier four, skier three. Gear four. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Level 38. So I'm like, I'm closing in on max traders. I'm, you know, now, now that I'm back, like playing a bit more, then, mm -hmm. Hopefully, get to the forty-two and start getting them a CPC barters. That's a real, <laughs> yeah, a real deal. Oh boy, don't get me started on those. A real deal. All right. Um. Yeah. Wrapping up. Um. Just want to quickly say thank you to our listeners. I was looking at some of our numbers and statistics, and I just realized that we got people from 
all different types of platforms listening from like the the podcast section because it's just like the the podcast platforms are just so there's so many of them like we had a i didn't realize it but we had like a page on podbean and there was like some followers there and some comments i was like oh you know i didn't i didn't know you were here <laughs> so it's cool this this wouldn't be possible without the listeners and it's still amazes me today that people listen and care to hear what at least i have to say i mean you got the fancy accent i got the Kona american accent you know <laughs> So yeah, thank you to you guys. Yeah, it's um, it it is it is an awesome thing. It really is. So, as Church said, thanks to everybody for listening in. It's an absolute it's an absolute pleasure um to do it. Honestly, I I really like especially like especially episodes like this. Like I was really and this is kind of like why we end up running over because uh, I was like really looking forward to for for doing this one. I was like so, so much stuff that happened in the week and like yeah no one to like really talk about it and like i'm kind of busy and stuff and i was just like oh i can't wait to get on like <laughs> you know chat to church about all these things like Tell me about you know, it. i was actually like actually genuinely look forward to it it's like super typical so yeah that, thanks for listening it really means a lot to me and um yeah just keep fighting the good fight all right guys we'll wrap it up uh thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next week catch everyone bye-bye